Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we are reaching the conclusion of our Essential Jesus readings. We finally get to the big question, who is Jesus to you? I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill. I'm Becky Clark. I'm Doug DeGraffenreid. Join us as we go deeper. Well, I know that I am excited for today's episode, not only because it is our last sequential uh, podcast episode, like you know, you're using big words today. Well, I got to make room for the question and answer ones. So, you know, those are the oh, okay. non sequential. Sequential, that's right. Those are the ones that's we just right. wedge in there, right? That's, that's right. Okay. Um, but also, uh, in this week's readings are, are some of my favorite interactions that Jesus has with people. Mm-hmm. And we actually start this week with really what I have claimed as my favorite one, is Jesus's interaction with the rich young ruler. And just because I, I feel like there's so much depth and you see, mm-hmm. Um, this, the, I don't know, the, the layers of Jesus's character really kind of shine through in this one. And so I know my first sermon that I ever wrote, one of three, <laughs> was that, on that's this. That's your backlog? You got three? I got three. <laughs> and two of them are from like Isaiah need, 9. I feel like you need more. We're going we're to get you on the preaching like you schedule more. if you got three. Uh-huh. You've been holding out. We've got uh, Jonesboro and Gibson and Oak Grove you can go preach. Yeah. But the, the rich you young ruler. You, yeah, uh, let's move on. Uh-huh. The, the rich young ruler, um, I, I don't know. I, there's just something about the way Jesus approaches him. Or, or responds to him when he is approached. That I don't know. It's like, I, yeah, that's my guy right there. You know, I just <laughs> Jesus is your guy. Jesus is my yeah. guy in okay. this moment. You know, okay. because I like so much of it because of I don't know. It it really to me shows a very complete picture of Jesus's character. And you know, he's like, okay, yeah, good. And now this. But even in the challenges that he shows this guy, he's leaving room for, okay, you you have the choice. I'm going to let you choose. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. Just I like it. I don't. Good stuff. It's totally about the money, though, isn't it? No. 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 Okay. So, okay. This is my, I was reading through these passages for this week and Mm -hmm. I just have like questions of things that I guess I just wonder about. Okay. And my first one is, what does this guy really want? Because he's, I, his questions are weird. Yeah. You know, and his answers feel weird too. So what, what's the good deed that I must do to have eternal life? And then what commandment do I need to follow? You're supposed to follow them all. I mean, like, so just, mm-hmm. does he expect Jesus to really say, well, just don't commit adultery and you get eternal life. Yeah. I mean, that's not, so what's, I guess really, what is the thing that that this guy seems to really be seeking then is I guess my question because he leaves upset because Jesus talks about 
like wealth, but again, I don't, I agree. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think it's about it wealth. It really is not the money. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, it's not the money. Um, but <laughs> what does this guy want? What is he looking for? I guess is like my ultimate question. Mm-hmm. I, Let's go. <laughs> so part of me says that he's looking for validation. You know, because he's hoping a good deed he's already done is on Jesus's list of the things you must do to have eternal life. Yeah. And I find it interesting the specific choices that Jesus makes out of the Ten Commandments. It's 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 all the external ones. Well, it's the second tablet. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And and so he's like, okay, so you got to do all these things. And to me, it's almost like Jesus is saying, well, first you got to deal with this stuff. But then to me, it's revealed that this guy was putting his trust in his possessions. And I remember it's been quite a while now, but you preached this same passage, I believe October of last year. Something like that. Um, and it's a, a, a thing that I didn't know about this society was that wealth was to them a symbol that God was pleased with you. Mm-hmm. And so he was- For Jews? For like the Israelites, the culture, that was the by culture this time. of Jesus. By that time, if you were rich, you were considered blessed by God, and if you were poor, obviously you were a sinner. Man, yeah, it's tough, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> I remember. So going it was only up. very few Israelites because they were only, under Roman rule. It wasn't few. like a lot of Israelites were making bank. Yeah. Well, they were heavily taxed. The irony was the ones that are making bank are the ones that are working out of the temple system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Which is why Jesus was so mad at them. Yeah, yeah. they were rolling yes. in the dough. This guy reminds me of some people I went to college with that. Um, this is going to be a good story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, um, they had the parents who could pay their tuition, they had the parents who uh-huh. provided them a new car, they had a parent mm-hmm. who. Um, you know they um, they had more spending money, and we all hung around out with them because we wanted them to buy us lunch because sure. we were starving college mm-hmm. kids. I'm still a starving college kid, and I'm yeah. 42 years old. <laughs> but but they were always looking for the next thing to buy to make them feel better about them, mm-hmm. or the next thing to buy to to lord it over somebody else, and. This guy strikes me as he's just walked out of Bucky's with just a pile of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's walking past Jesus and saying, Hey, Lord, um, is there anything I need to, else I need to get to, to give me a chance for eternal life? He, he wants to. He wants to have Jesus validate his lifestyle choices, but also he wants to do that that one good thing. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine if Jesus really answered that, really answered the guy and said, okay, the one good thing you must do is go give alms in the temple. Mm-hmm. The dude would have gone and give alms in the temple mm-hmm. yeah, and probably completely walked away and not thought about God again and the rest of his life. Yeah. Right. He did his thing. Right. He did his he thing. Set. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've set. I've done it. So it doesn't matter what there else it is. I do. doesn't matter yeah. what else I do. And there is this inclination in the church, just tell me what I need to do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and we like being able to complete something. You give me a goal, give me a target, something I can shoot for, 
and, and I'm happy because now I don't have anxiety about being aimless and not knowing what my target is. Yeah. Well, we also, the idea of commitment for full life mm -hmm. is not nearly as easy as checking off a task and just being done with it so you can move on mm -hmm. to the other things. Yeah, sure. Because relationship for your whole life and a development commitment is, is a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more time. So yeah, tell me what the thing is. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm gonna do it yeah. and be done with it. And it, it, it it's some of that. It really is some of that. That short term, immediate, right now. Let mm -hmm. me get it over with. Right. And Jesus doesn't do it to the what we call the rich man or the rich young ruler, but he does it to some other people where he he asks their their doing question he answers there what must mm -hmm. i do and turns it into a being question yeah you mm -hmm. must be in right relationship with your mm -hmm. neighbor mm -hmm. you must be in right relationship with yourself and you can say that jesus answer to him is that look you've missed the whole point of this if you think eternal life is about adding one more thing to your list of possessions and the way i'm going to illustrate this bubba Go sell all of your possessions and and give um, the money to the poor and come follow me. And what we discover in verse twenty two is the guy's trusting in his money. Mm -hmm. um, he's really not worried about eternal life because he's got money. Yeah. And Jesus, as Jesus always does, goes to the core of the man's issue. The, the the church mishandles this often during stewardship season. Yes. Where mm -hmm. we Jesus is not condemning the man's money. Jesus never condemns wealth. The problem mm -hmm. is never money. Did you hear me say that? I'm going to look at the camera. The problem is never money. It's the love of money. Mm -hmm. Or it is idolatry related to money. Yeah. When your your bank account or your stock portfolio becomes your god, yeah, and so Jesus asked him to refocus. Well, all Peter can hear is the money thing. Yeah, you know, look, Lord, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, we gave up everything, boats and nets and and people and so bait it's the poor people that get it is what it, he's yeah, trying to say. Yeah. So, it's the, mm -hmm. so if it's not the rich people, it's the poor people. It's poor people. We're, what about us? And <laughs> right. Jesus says, Well, you know. Uh, many who are first are going to be last, and the last are going to be first, Simon Peter. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's about a, a recurring deepening of a relationship um, with Jesus Christ. It's also about verse 26, if you want to mark an important verse in your Bible. Jesus looked at them. He's looking at the disciples and says, mm -hmm. For mortals, it's impossible, but for God, all things are possible because they've just asked basically a salvation question. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't save yourself. As much as you want to, you cannot save yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's when we trust God. So, How much energy, though, in the church, in church life, do we spend on trying to earn? When, when we kind of get things backwards. I, and I think we, we all fall prey to that every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, which is why, to me, again, I say this is one of my favorite things because it's one of those, not just I love Jesus in this moment, but I like the, the refocusing and recentering that 
okay, yeah, I, I come to this and I say, I ain't got it in me. And so the only one I can look to is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if any of us could legitimately dispossess ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sell everything and follow jesus oh come on jesus you, you gotta be kidding there I, you didn't mean that right sell everything and come follow me but in this case the rich young man's possessions were standing in between he and this authentic relationship with christ again jesus never condemns wealth Jesus talks more about money than mm-hmm. he talks about prayer. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to what Jesus says, you can develop a, a healthy relationship with your money. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't trust it to save you. You also cannot take it with you despite all the people who've tried to put <laughs> U-Haul trucks in the funeral <laughs> procession. Not yeah. going to take it with you. I, I love the, the Photoshopped image of... Uh, a hearse with a trailer hitch carrying a U-Haul. Yeah. <laughs> they don't put a trailer hitch on a hearse. I'm just um, saying. I'm, you, don't, you don't need it don't. anyway. Right. Want it, need it, whatever. You're not going to need it. Yeah. All right. So no, you're not going to need it because last week in our in our podcast we talked about all the glories of heaven. Yeah, we're not right. going to need it, man. Yeah, that's right. We're going home where She's Becky's so got a big, big, big house. house. That's right. Uh huh. <laughs> Becky reminds with us lots often. and lots of rooms. I don't know why it has lots of rooms because everybody's supposed to have a house, mm-hmm. <laughs> big old house, and their all their houses have lots uh-huh. of rooms. So I don't know who's staying with me. Yeah. <laughs> so the theological question arising out of that is: In heaven, do you have to vacuum or dust? But you say that things don't die, and dust is just the little bits of things that have dead. Dust, that have died, dust so. is us sloughed off, and dust right now is stardust. It's cosmic <laughs> dust, and it's it's skin cells. So you either dusting up a star or your mother-in-law. <laughs> oh gosh, Doug. <laughs> and that oh, marks wow. the time to move to another passage of scripture. <laughs> and I'm Today on this episode mother, of Going Deeper, I'm we're talking about dust. My mother-in-law doesn't listen to these, so I got away with that one. <laughs> goodness so so the next one that we have but and the the theme of this whole week the this final week of our essential jesus is who is jesus to you and uh, which is i think part of why i liked leading off with the rich young ruler but now when we move on to the john 3 passage wrapped up in this passage is something that I'd be willing to bet that if you're listening to this right now, you know it already. Because if you're listening to this or watching this, you probably know John 3.16 already. But um, sometimes I think we forget that Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I, I feel like even as a leader, Nicodemus might be, he, he's, he's, kind of asking the similar question to the rich young ruler like what do i got to do you know is that not accurate if you see there there um well he's coming to jesus you're right Mm -hmm. he he wants to know what he needs to do but their first interaction jesus and nicodemus as you read it sounds so awkward it's like they're talking past each other 
He comes to Jesus by night, which is Mm -hmm. the time the rabbis uh, taught. Rabbi, we know you're a teacher that's come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. And Jesus says, well, I tell you, you can't see the kingdom of God without being born from above. So I think Jesus is affirming Nicodemus's vision of the signs because mm-hmm. nobody else sees the, mm-hmm. seems to see the sign. And, and Jesus has used this born from above. And Nicodemus says, I don't understand your image. How can you mm-hmm. be born again when you've grown old? Can you enter a second time into your mother's womb and be born? And Jesus launches Practical in. Practical question. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand your phrase here. Yeah, help me. So he has this wonderful discussion about the spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and what's born of the spirit is spirit. And the thing about the spirit is it's wind, and it blows where it chooses, man. And Nicodemus, you're a good Jew, but you're going to see a lot of Gentiles get blown, blown, mm-hmm. blown away by the Holy Spirit in a good way. Um. And I told Bible study recently that, you know, yeah, John 3.16's here, but John 3.14's also here. There's mm-hmm. Nehushtan. Yeah. There's the serpent lifted up in the wilderness right yeah. here. What is that snake doing by John 3.16? You don't want snake hanging around John 3.16. You want... Um, angelic choir singing the hallelujah chorus absolutely why not I mean, or shine jesus shine but <laughs> oh, gosh. i'm sorry no that's okay but or or for the the more current set list maybe do it again or something uh, like something that. like that <laughs> you don't want the snakes but that that serpent lifted up brought healing and mm-hmm. um even though it's a, a hard image um jesus is definitely pointing toward his cross mm-hmm. and we know john three sixteen, but john three seventeen, i think people need to hear that too and absolutely indeed, god did not send the son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him i guess one of the the criticisms that um bother me the most that uh, i hear from people no longer associated with the church or you hear the casualties about people leaving the church is how mm-hmm. they felt judged or condemned mm-hmm. and yet we all know that we've got john three seventeen sitting there that god doesn't condemn you and mm-hmm. um if we did we are certainly either unaware of it or very apologetic that we did yeah i mean sometimes you you step on feelings that you don't know are there yeah um well, and and i think that's part of our our humanity our Sure. Or I guess I would say our subhumanity, because Jesus modeled the perfect idea of humanity for us. So, but, but that's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> but Jesus is almost coaching Nicodemus into mm-hmm. this this deeper walk, and we know from Jesus's death that Nicodemus obviously was very touched by this because Nicodemus becomes very active in getting the body. Mm-hmm. of Christ mm-hmm. after his yeah. death and making sure the burial takes place. There's something just very special about um, Nicodemus mm-hmm. and um, his dialogue with Jesus and his love for Jesus. And I guess that's what I would say to all of us is you don't have to have the answers correct to have a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about being a disciple, mm-hmm. which means we're a learner. We're constantly learning. Yeah. And even at this station in life, I am constantly learning. Yeah, I, I think one of 
my dangers is the moment that I feel like I've finally gotten it figured out. Oh, mm-hmm. that's usually when somebody pops in and asks you the question you never mm-hmm. considered. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting passage, though. I mean, and it, it is a very familiar passage for many of us, I'm sure. I just think it's a really good model of discipleship. It's just what mm-hmm. you said. There's so the whole thing about Nicodemus is, you know, what we were talking about before we started filming. Something's happening with him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so he goes to Jesus with questions and they have this dialogue. And I don't know that Nicodemus really leaves with answers. Likely Mm -hmm. he kind of leaves with more questions, Mm -hmm. but he seems to wrestle with them. But that's what that's what this this view of discipleship is, is that you hopefully you're delving into your relationship with God that you it brings up questions and you're struggling with things. So who do you go to? Well, I mean, Jesus is a, a great person. Scripture yes, is great. There you go. Scripture yeah. People great. who are also reading Scripture and can help you, but that's what discipleship is so that you continue to grow. And mm-hmm. sometimes it brings more questions, but then it brings clarity, and then it brings mm-hmm. a deepness. And then we see, because we don't have any other conversations that Nicodemus and Jesus have within mm-hmm. Scripture. Yeah. We just have this one. Nicodemus has mm-hmm. something Something has happened within this discipleship yeah. that at the the end of Jesus' life, when he's being buried, Nicodemus becomes an important mm-hmm. person of of that. You know, so yeah. Well, and I'm just now thinking about this, but from a practical standpoint, this conversation mm-hmm. had to have had a significant impact because we mm-hmm. have an account of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. likely. Nicodemus himself probably went to whoever wrote this book mm-hmm. and said, hey, let me tell you about this conversation I had with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now cool it was. Yeah. yeah. And, and he must have continued to watch and observe and mm-hmm. listen to Jesus' teaching when Jesus was around or what he heard from other people saying about Jesus. So I imagine Nicodemus like, really thinking about this conversation he had with Jesus, but also listening to other conversations that Jesus has had, other teachings that Jesus has had, and trying to put all those pieces together because he's seeking and searching, mm-hmm. right? Um, and again, that's another that's another aspect of discipleship is the active seeking and searching. Mm-hmm. Discipleship doesn't just fall in your lap. Discipleship is not a passive thing. It's, it's, an, it's active. Yeah. It's an active pursuant mm-hmm. of, you know, following. Yeah. And learning. Well, and and the the first two passages we have this week, we have people coming to Jesus seeking something from him. Mm-hmm. But then we we move on to the John 4 passage when he is meeting the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. And it's just somebody it's a random encounter it, or so it would seem. And she's not necessarily looking for something, but Jesus offers something. Or actually, he asks her for something. He asks her for the drink. Mm-hmm. Well, she's very likely coming to the well at noon to avoid the gossips. Yes, that that and is a very common. She wants to thing. Stay away from the people telling stories about her mm-hmm. and and her um, not husband and her not husband. And there's a and is this Samaritan land? Because this was the land. This I is a. So it, it says is. it's Jacob's well. Mm-hmm. She goes to draw water at Jacob's well. And it, in Scripture, in Genesis, uh, Genesis John, Joshua, it tells us that they have buried Joseph's bones on this land. 
So some, but, and it used to be Jacob's, he purchased the land. So she's is this, a, has this become? of Shechem, so mm-hmm. right. yeah, I think so, it probably well, it has become Samaritan, Samaritan land. It has become Samaritan land. I, I think when he's. When it wasn't supposed to be, but now it's Samaritan land he's entered into as he's traveling. Shechem used to be mm-hmm. where the tabernacle mm-hmm. was. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many interesting things about Shechem, but it's no longer, and it just shows the transition of, land and people and all that kind of stuff anyway mm-hmm. that's a side note i'm just interested in those things yeah but. <laughs> well but i i think it's f- interesting and fun to kind of mm-hmm. be able to connect the dots mm-hmm. um and it, as we talk about one of the the next passages that we read um and yes quick commercial here the the holy land trip mm-hmm. uh because you know Maybe it's just to tickle your own intellect. I don't know. But being able to make real mental connections with things mm-hmm. that you're reading in Scripture mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> is, I don't remember, is Jacob's Well on our list of things? Yes, it is on our list uh, of so, things this time. So we, we are going to go to Jacob's Well. Mm-hmm. Outside of Shechem. Out, outside of... Which used mm-hmm. to be the capital city when the tabernacle was there mm-hmm. under Saul. And if that doesn't strike your fancy, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. We might have to have a conversation about that. Come to Israel with us, please. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> side note, has this conversation. So, thank you for that commercial, Kyle, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay, here's my question about this passage. Mm-hmm. Jesus is traveling. He's traveling back to Galilee. He's been, I guess, in the southern area mm-hmm. is my assumption. Yeah. And he's, he's traveling back to Galilee and he stops to rest yeah. and I, I guess he's with other people I don't know yeah, well yes because the disciples show yeah. up a little bit later yeah. in the well, story they, they went on into the city to buy food that's right yeah. and so he sits and she comes and he it seems like he has an intent and he mm-hmm. shifts the conversation really quickly with her yeah. from it's not small talk uh, no. although at the same time Jesus I don't know that he did really did small talk well you know he wasn't like a yeah. connoisseur of small talk he, he may was, have been an just, introvert <laughs> he, he, may, he may have been there you go but as she comes out and he asks for water she says something about water or whatever and then before we know it the conversation has really moved mm-hmm. and shifted and he's like all up in her business really quick <laughs> yeah. and like i mean i thought you were thirsty and now you're now you're all up, you know, calling her out on stuff mm-hmm. i just the transition is very interesting so there's a part of me that's like so did Jesus plan this? Was he like, I mean, like, what? This is an interesting I, dialogue okay. here. All right, let's 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 play with <laughs> Becky's Jesus is being rough. Uh-huh. How many times has she been married? What, what four? It says four and, or something like that. And, and she's, got a, a, she's got the next one. one. Call your husband. Jesus said, you're right in saying, I have no husband for you've had five husbands and the one you have now is not your husband. I just want to say that seems like a lot of work just do, in general. Do you think, <laughs> okay, step, stepping out of it as an exegete and, mm-hmm. and stepping in as maybe a, a, some other role, uh, do you think this woman would have put up with any BS? I'm going to Do you say, think she would have put oh. up with small talk? No, I guess not. Well, no. and she's and she's coming out in a time where she obviously doesn't want to be talked to. She wants she to avoid the, talk the way to, she's she talked to every other time mm-hmm. is with condemnation mm-hmm. and everything yeah. because of what. 
And probably when men talk to her, they immediately come to her. The women with condemnation and men with an agenda. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jesus is so, going to skirt her defenses. Mm-hmm. And he and he he makes a point very quickly then to to prove to, or to show her I'm, my agenda is not what every other man's agenda is. That's right. I'm I'm after something else, and it's, than than what they yes, mm-hmm. yeah. typically would be after. Yeah. Yeah. And, that makes sense. And I think the, the beauty in this story, and I probably stole it from somebody else, it's the 28th verse. And they've had their conversation. And the woman left her water jar and went back into the city. That which reminded her of her failure, that mm-hmm. which reminded her daily that she didn't belong in the community. Mm-hmm. That which actually condemned her daily, she leaves it. I've never That's noticed that before. The powerful image of her putting that symbol of condemnation down, hmm. and she goes to the people and said, "You ain't gonna believe this guy. Mm-hmm. Told me everything I'd ever done." She becomes the best evangelist. She does yeah. because her heart has been strangely warmed, mm-hmm. and. Yes, they know her. Yes, they know her. And she's probably done some things she is not proud of, but she was not condemned. She was redeemed. Seems to be a common theme. Yeah, well, you know, the Becky raised up something for me I'm going to work on, but the the issue of questions in John, I think there are a lot of conversations that start with questions and the power of questions. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, this whole notion of, we all have a story, mm-hmm. and it's our story. And mm-hmm. the one thing a human being cannot argue with, I can argue with you about the, the lumens being put out by these super secret podcast lights. <laughs> you can. I can argue with you. I can, you know, we can have all kinds of spirited discussion, but I cannot argue with you about your experience of the light. Mm-hmm. Because it's your experience. Right. And, and that goes, there is no higher knowledge than subjective knowledge. Mm-hmm. And subjective knowledge is the knowledge of a mother. Mom, how did you know I did that? I know because I know because I know. Mm-hmm. And people can't argue with, I know Jesus Christ because I know Jesus Christ because yeah. I walk with him mm-hmm. daily. I don't mm-hmm. know everything there is to know. So I would tell people out there, Viewing, listening, and and subscribing, and clicking, and doing all the stuff. You don't do it the end now. Oh man, <laughs> look at your that uh, I'm I'm growing. Yeah, I'm, you're getting I'm good growing. at this. <laughs> um, tell your story, mm-hmm. your story, not somebody else's. Your story, and if you don't have a story, we invite you to Trinity, and we'll engage you in conversation, and we'll we'll hook you up with your story. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna go back to. Um, in my memory, when I was in the video booth recording the confirmation service before your official appointment here started, yeah, during and the COVID, during the COVID, the during, the, the, during the, early, the COVID, during yes. the dark times, the heights of the early COVID. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's how we that. mark but time these I days. I remember that COVID. <laughs> yeah. so, but you said the same thing, and I remember the impact, and. I'm just a guy sitting in a room listening because I have no choice but to listen. I guess I could have been playing on my phone, but I will admit part of me was interested. Okay, what's this new guy gonna say? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but you said the thing about the story, and I'm like, man, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you you changed that word that we will use witness into story, mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what we're here for. It's your story. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So and, I appreciate that. And, and, so. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, one of the other things I found really interesting about this is she, I mean, and I made the joke about she becomes the best evangelist, but they mm-hmm. don't seem to question her when she comes back to tell them what she's heard. They don't, they don't like, oh yeah, you're just, you know, and they don't condemn her for ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. They go out. They leave the city to go. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, there's something so compelling about what has transpired that they feel it too, and they don't even waste time saying, well, I'm gonna ignore you or I'm gonna condemn you again because of who you are. They just are compelled again by her story and all mm-hmm. that other stuff that she was labeled with before. Doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and is it not interesting that many times Jesus would retreat when something like this happened. But in this instance, he stayed there two more days. And he stayed with like the outcasts, the the people that the Jews really didn't want to deal with. Those Yeah, they don't like them Samaritans. Samaritans. No, they don't. But so, there he is right in the middle of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I when I as I was reading this before I got to that statement, I think I thought, and Jesus was like, "No, I'm going to go on and cross." The, but oh, well, yeah, he stayed because I don't remember every word of every passage. Well, harvest I've read. is plenty there. Yeah, you know the the people mm-hmm. are eager and lives are changed, so he spends time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's going on for the the authorship of John, whoever that John is, is by this time the church has become a predominantly Gentile mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. And um, there are stories in John's gospel that are told differently than the synoptics because John is written so late. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his relationship with people other than Jews, um, you can almost say John's making a point, y'all, look, Jesus started this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. the, the big boy did this. This this wasn't this wasn't mm-hmm. Simon Peter or the Apostle Paul. This wasn't somebody's latest invention. This is how Jesus intended us to to be and grow and move. Mm-hmm. She's a. It's really a, a great a great story of redemption, and um, I think many people out there might identify with um, a person who or identify with multiple failures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she she's still plugging away at life yeah i mean she's candidly going to the well at noon because she doesn't want to hear the reviews but um you know sometimes if you keep plugging away at life um you meet an individual by the well at noontime when you're not expecting it and um, the Holy Spirit changes your life. Mm-hmm. So don't give up out there, y'all. Yeah. Keep plugging away. <clears throat> yeah. And and we move on from, from this one to the Acts passage where we really see Paul's conversion. Mm-hmm. And 
Saul. Saul. Saul to Paul. So, so the first two this week, we had people seeking out Jesus. And the woman at the well. She ain't seeking. She was just seeking to get her water. Yeah. She wanted her water. She just yeah. wanted her water. And, and so Jesus is like, you know, we're here. Let's, let's talk. Mm-hmm. But now we find an instance of Jesus saying, I'm going after that guy. Yeah. Because I can use that guy. And I think it's important for us to realize that Jesus is going to come to us or we're going to come to him whichever happens, he's ready for it, you know? Yeah, okay. Okay, I have a question about Saul's role here before mm-hmm. he becomes Paul. Mm-hmm. So he's he was a trained rabbi, right? He is at the very least a Pharisee. He is you can very argue least, he's right. probably a rabbi. Well, he's trained under other scriptural places tell Gamal- us that Gamaliel. he's... Right, yeah. who is like a... Considered a top seeking rabbi, yeah. like you, he's, you're, he's the elite, he, of, he, and his rab, his he's disciples. An, he's are an all pro rabbi. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> made the all star team. That's uh-huh. right. Okay. But and we all talk about like we know he persecutes. He's going around and persecuting the people of the way. What did that really entail? Do you know what I mean? Because he, it says he brings them back, I guess, to Jerusalem. Right. There's, I think, the thing says he's. He's in Damascus. He's looking for people. Um, oh yeah, he he might bring them bound to Jerusalem, men and women that he finds of the mm-hmm. way. Were I mean, were they persecuting people of the way in the sense of like, were they killing them? Mm-hmm. They, there was some of that going on. They were also beating them so they would recant. You so know. was Saul's job to just go gather them and bring them to Jerusalem where the persecution would happen? Did he participate in... He's feared because Ananias is like, I'm not going. There are hints that he is actually among those that are persecuting. I would have to... It's in Acts and it's <laughs> in the chapters previous. Um I asked what, because is it, is it it's the stoning of Stephen that he's, he's there? holding the coats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's holding the the coats of the the ones who the Pharisees or whatever who yeah. are stoning. That's the first time we see him. Yeah, he's culpable. Three, I, again, four. I don't know that he actually murdered anybody. I don't know that he mm-hmm. d- didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it's you he know, creates he calls himself the chief of sinners. So you you figure yeah. This it guy's got a history. Bad. Yeah. yeah. And Ananias is afraid of him. Yeah. And he has some type of reputation. Terrified. So, terrified. <laughs> right. So then when when Jesus appears to the, the spirit appears to Ananias, he's like, no, no. To tell to tell the Lord no, you no. know, kind of thing. But I so I asked because, you know, Paul is so significant in the the growing of the movement of the way of the people of mm-hmm. God, you know, the Christians. But I think that's one of the things that's so fascinating is is the depth of kind of where he was before mm-hmm. and the things that he did to the people of the way, which was why Peter had such a difficulty with him at first, I think. Because mm-hmm. Peter is like, you're a bad dude. Yeah. You know, I can't believe we're letting you in. I can't in. believe uh-huh. we're letting you in and look at what you're doing, but it's hard for me to accept what you're doing for mm-hmm. the movement because of who you were. Yeah. So this the the difficulty of sometimes of for us 
when we know a history of someone, mm-hmm. but we know that there's a life change, but sometimes we still get caught up in the way they were before the life change. Yeah. Like, do I, maybe I'm the only one that sometimes struggles with that. Uh, no, no, I, you know, <laughs> absolutely I, not. No. I just, I'm being really honest mm-hmm. that as much as you want um, restoration for people, if you have been on the other side where you have been hurt by that person, mm-hmm. maybe significantly hurt multiple times, but they really do have a true restoration and conversion, we, sh- we do struggle in our humanity to really embrace that and mm-hmm. and and move forward from what was yeah right that's what peter has that's what peter that's why they butt heads a lot well besides there's some thought other they, they thoughts but both some, fairly stubborn yeah. males they are yeah. both fairly yes. stubborn but i think mm-hmm. in the beginning that's one of the things that peter struggles with about paul is because he was uh, a, an intense persecutor of the mm-hmm. people of the way mm-hmm. you know and so i think peter thinks for a bit and I'm just I'm just these are just assumptions obviously you don't deserve it yeah you don't deserve the restoration because of what you've done well it's it's like the um, laborers who came at the end of the day oh yeah uh-huh. and they mm-hmm. got full pay mm-hmm. and we've been here a long time and mm-hmm. we got you got the same thing we got mm-hmm. it's not fair Mm-hmm. And there you've met the nature of grace. Thank God it isn't fair. Right. Um, but yeah, and maybe from a human standpoint, that's why Paul goes to the Gentiles. It's because mm. he knows the Jews are never going to accept what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to them, he's a turncoat. Mm-hmm. And. Um, <clears throat> the Christians that have been around Jerusalem or places where Paul's been active, they're not going to hear him either for just what you're saying. Right. We're not sure. We trust you. Right. Uh, but God can use our, even a past that's not perfect, God mm-hmm. can use that to position us to mm-hmm. glorify him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does because Paul's life, I mean, Paul's testimony, he's very honest. And when you read a lot of his his letters about, I mean, I am definitely recognize my unworthiness Mm -hmm. to have been chosen and called because of my past. And yet I was, I still was called. And Mm -hmm. so here is my role. Um, So he, yeah, I mean, he's smart enough to know there was going to be limitations to who he was going to reach, I guess. Mm-hmm. We speculate about his thorn in the flesh, you know, what it was. Could it have been his guilt and regret about what he did? I mean, maybe. I, that's that's my first thought. Yeah. yeah. That, that's something that to me, though, I don't, I don't need an answer to that. No, I know a I lot of either, people, but it, and a lot of people are like, I need an answer because we want answers. But that's, that's absolutely one that I'm like, man, just let it be. Well, you we know? we all have. I would venture to say we all have some thorns. That mm-hmm. there are some struggles for every one of us sure. individually, of things that have happened or things that we've said or mm-hmm. how we've hurt ourselves or other people or just feeling mm-hmm. unworthy yeah. and the struggle of that or you know anxiety and depression and you know, just things. Yes, they became mm-hmm. they are the struggle. Life, life, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And how it taints you at times and wounds yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, with, with all of that said, we've, we've come kind of to the, the last passage that we have that really will basically wrap up. Our E100 last passage, it, number 100. It will. <laughs> and, you know, it, it ties it up into a nice little bow for us, at least as far as, you know, I think the, the direction that we've been headed because it's it's that point where Jesus now he he's asking the disciples but we need to let him ask us who do you say that I am mm -hmm. and so now we've really got to deal with that question of who do I say Jesus is mm -hmm. do I say that he's a guy that helps get me out of a tough spot sometimes or do I say that you know, he is the son of God. He's, you know, he is who he said he is. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the question now that we've got to deal with. And I think most people who are watching the podcast, who participate in worship, who we see on a Sunday by Sunday basis when they're real honest, that's, it may not be a struggle, but that's always in the back of their spiritual minds because mm -hmm. we're always reimagining or, or um, living out of a different and hopefully a deeper understanding of who mm -hmm. Jesus is yeah. and who he is to us. Um, you know, I might give you the same intellectual answer I gave you, would given you 40 years ago. Mm-hmm but the emotional answer would be much different. Yeah, well, I, I hope that, um, that as we get older and we, we grow closer to the person that Jesus is calling us to be, that our answer to that doesn't necessarily change, but it, it deepens. It deepens, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it does. Um, and it, it's like a couple getting married. I mean, how many weddings have I done there? The couple's standing there and they're all gushy and in love mm -hmm. and it's just so gooey nobody can mm -hmm. stand it yeah Yuck. <laughs> and but you you take and they really love each other mm -hmm. and the couples that have been married 20 30 40 50 years going oh how sweet they really think they love each other because because <laughs> they hadn't been through it yet they hadn't been they through, hadn't it. Been through mm -hmm. it but yet. but that love that that yeah. the, that marriage starter love mm -hmm. grows into something over the years that becomes mm -hmm. deep and rich and and it, well it, and it's just the same with jesus it yeah. becomes you know you had the evangelical joy of jesus you got jesus and by crackies you were going to tell everybody about jesus whether <laughs> or not they wanted to listen it doesn't mm -hmm. matter and and then the you still have the same passion but it grows quieter. More refined well, in some but, ways. The love is different less, a little. Less tracks, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> so so I'm going to say, I remember somebody telling me this, and I, I think I'd only been married maybe a couple of years at this point in my life. And that they said that love is what's left after the feeling is gone. And I'm like, that sounds awful. <laughs> and I'm about to celebrate my 21st wedding anniversary. Rookie. And and I can say, <laughs> gee whiz, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Because 
you know, not to say that, you know, at 21 years in, I don't still have intense feelings for my wife, but my goodness, I, it, it's so much deeper and there's so mm -hmm. much more in that relationship. And I, I think I can attribute the fact that both of us in our own lives have sought to follow Jesus and to be more, to become more of who Jesus wants us to be. That that has impacted that, but yeah, I, I, I see such a parallel there. It's, you know, you calling it, me a rookie? It's yeah, you rookie. <laughs> it's grow. It's growing in your uh -huh. your love. It's growing in your love language. It's it's growing in your in your prayer life and mm -hmm. your growth as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And and that's one of the. I think we've got a a, a, a good handle here on just the need. Discipleship is not a stagnant thing. Yeah. You never arrive. You're mm -hmm. always journeying. And um, we try to keep the journey fresh and challenging and exciting and get folks in and ask questions. And mm -hmm. that's why we spend Thursday mornings doing podcasts. That's right. The people out there net need to try to figure out how many do they do on a Thursday morning. <laughs> if, if you watch the shirts that I wear, that's a clue. <laughs> Watch Kyle's shirts. Uh -huh. Kyle so, will give it away. The I am not a highlighter type of person. There's obviously something highlighted on your <laughs> There's, pen there. Because there I see it from right yeah. here. And and this struck me funny because I've gone back, I've now read this in three different translations, and they all say it the exact same way. But I have heard it said this passage. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? That's mm -hmm. what I've heard people say. Mm -hmm. And clearly I haven't been listening to the right people. Because it says loses or forfeits himself. Loses and, his life, yeah. Yeah, it, we get caught up sometimes in this duality thing where this is my this is my life over here now this is my god life here mm -hmm. this is i go to work and i go to church but what i see in this right here is it's it's all of myself mm -hmm. there's no mm -hmm. separation mm -hmm. even if i want there to be a separation mm -hmm. and jesus is calling us to live that whole life with and through and for him because of who he is. Yeah? So we're back to last week's podcast where Second Peter was calling us to holiness. 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 Hmm. Amazing how much light Scripture sheds on Scripture. Mm-hmm. That... That word will get you in trouble. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yes. I spoke it carefully. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. But it's true because, you know, who do you say that I am? God told us who he was mm -hmm. throughout all the scriptures. We, we read it in E100. We've read it in this essential Jesus 
uh, set of scriptures, God is God. He's a holy God. Mm -hmm. And so he wants us to be holy because he is holy. Because really and truly, I think that's the easiest way for us to draw near to him is if we are seeking to practice that holiness. Certainly opens up the possibilities and the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get extra credit for highlighting. All right. (laughs) Yes. And you out there listening. You you get heaven points for highlighting, (laughs) Kyle. Jewels in my crown. That's right. You out there listening and watching, you get extra credit if you will in the comments, in a review, in an email to us, tell us, answer this very last question is, who do you say that Jesus is? Because in the end, I think that's really what matters. Mm -hmm. This this whole reason we do this is hinged upon that answer. Who do we say that Jesus is? Mm -hmm. But I have had a delightful time over these 20 podcast episodes and the question and answer sessions that we've done going through this because the the fact of the matter is Jesus is essential. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, he is. And and what better way to really know Jesus than to, to read about him and then let these words that we've read over these past hundred readings, I'm gonna use the word infect our Mm -hmm. lives. Because if we're infected with the word of Jesus, mm. <laughs> then we don't have a lot to be worried about. That's right. So any last parting words? Doug, you have spent a lot of time in that chair in the second half of this podcast season. So I thank you. Anytime, for Kyle. putting up with me. <laughs> Anytime. And all the questions and how many Anytime. times we asked you, is it literal? <laughs> I didn't ask you that at all. Uh, Becky did not ask (laughs) one is it literal question. Uh There you go. But at that, send us a review, uh, or send us a review. Send us an email to ask going deeper. (laughs) And you can review us. Send the reviews to Kyle. (laughs) As long as it's a five-star review. We love five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. All those things, be looking for the next season of the Going Deeper podcast. I'm sure we've got something coming. I have no idea what it is at this point, but we will come up with something and we will continue to go deeper even mm-hmm. after this podcast. Yep. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. Like, share, do all the things, hit the notification bell. You know it, we've yeah. made it, hooray. Are we going to do a question and answer after this one? It, do well, we still do? We do. We have one final Q and A. That depends on you out there watching. Depends on you. Becky wants a Q and A. I have more questions we didn't get to today. So okay, can, I'm just asking. Becky's going to yeah. I'm asking for my Q&A. own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> my so own questions. We, we need to have at least one more Q and A session, mm-hmm. if we can fit it in, all in one session. Yeah. But as far as our sequential season four it's been really fun i've i i would say that i've gotten more out of this one personally than i did e100 so uh, i appreciate they built upon each other so it was good we did e100 but it i think it brought 
more mm-hmm. more depth to this one. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think they worked really well together. Yeah. Essentially. 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 See what I did there? Yes. Mm-hmm. You see uh-huh. that? You see it? She did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> that was, that's a pro level. Yeah, right that's there. it. That's uh-huh. it. All right, so with that, we will see you in our next Q&A session. And until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.